You're listening to the Movie of the Week podcast, a podcast about movies which we review every week or until they shut us down. Welcome to another episode of the Movie of the Week podcast. I'm Jim. This is Drew. And this is Jacob. Sit back and relax as we talk about this week's movie, A Christmas Story. In the early 1940s, a young boy named Ralphie attempts to convince his parents, his teacher, and Santa that a Red Ryder BB gun really is the perfect Christmas gift. All right, let's jump into our spoiler-free section of the review, guys. What do you think? How many times have I actually seen this movie? More than I think I can count. <laughs> I think I've seen this movie at least once a year for the past 15 to 20 years. Wow. Mm. Uh, not, not all the time. I mean, sometimes I, when I say I watch the movie... I came on, I was passing TNT and needed something to watch for 30 minutes. Sure. I was waiting for something to happen. So I watched a couple scenes and then we went and did what we ever, we had to do. Mm. Uh, I, I, I probably only watched the movie all the way through maybe 15 times total. But, I mean, this is still one of my favorites to watch when I get a chance to because it, it, I, can, I know where Ralphie's coming from throughout the entire thing. You know, I watched that, and I was actually thinking you might relate to this or something. I had this feeling, considering how much you liked the the show, mm-hmm. uh, or at least had mentioned it that you watched it several times. Uh, again, I never saw this movie until last year at Christmas. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think, I think one of my uh, either my sister in law or my wife put it on the TV. It was your wife. Uh, yeah, that makes sense too. Uh, so <laughs> she had seen it, she liked it, and it was Christmas movie, and we we were talking about watching one. So we, we started watching it and it was on TV and it was so there were commercials and whatnot. Mm-hmm. But it was it was enjoyable enough. I, I wouldn't say that I loved it, uh, but I would say that it definitely met the criteria of our Christmas movie. So it did fit what we were looking for. Yes. And so I I've only watched it twice, I guess. And the first time I kinda half watched it, so this time I did put a little more effort into paying attention to it. Mm. Uh this is my second viewing on this movie. Uh, my first viewing, obviously, like Jim, because it was at Christmas. And uh, my beloved sister-in-law demanded we watch this movie. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, sure, I'll give it a shot. I didn't like it the first time. I was like, man, this like, I was half bored with it. Like, honestly, I was half bored with this thing. <laughs> and then it was just like, okay. And then Amanda proceeded to berate me. It's like, how dare you not like this movie? This is a great movie. I was like, I just don't like it. That's my opinion. <laughs> and so with the re- this review, it's like, okay, I'll, I'll watch it. you actually paid attention to the movie yes. while it was going on. Yes. <laughs> so I went to Odd Story. Odd Story when it comes to this movie. So I, I had bought movies for or Cyber Monday. Mm-hmm. And so I picked them up at Best Buy. And obviously while I was there, I saw the, the newest Blu-ray for Back to the Future. So I swooped that up. And then I was going down the aisle, going down one of the aisles, and I saw, oh, Christmas Story for cheap. And I was like, you know what? I'll pick it up. I, I, didn't, I didn't like it the first time. I've got to watch it for this review. And I was like, eh, why not? I probably won't like it again. And so I finally watch it. I'm like, this isn't a bad movie. I thought it was it was enjoyable. Uh, I, I understand where people mm-hmm. are coming from with this film. It's got a very touching and heartwarming story. Uh, it's not my, it's not my top, um, Christmas Christmas movie movie at all, but I, I respect it and enjoyed in some ways. Yeah. 
So, yeah, that's my non-spoiler review. <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, anything else before we jump into the spoiler section? I can't think of anything. I would like to go ahead and state this is a kid-friendly movie. In fact, it seems to be very much designed around that idea. Just, just a little bit. So, yes. Uh, so, your family might enjoy it. Although there is actually some strong language, and I don't just mean fudge. There, there is yes. some <laughs> strong language. I, I forget every time I go to sit down this. In fact, when I went to sit down and watch this... <laughs> And I saw the little thing pop up in the top left corner that says uh, rated PG-13, PG, I think it was, for strong language. And I'm thinking, is that a joke? <laughs> and then it's like, oh, yeah, the A, yeah, I hear all the words now. Yeah, there, yeah. there are a few words used here. I'm listening for him. But I would say it definitely falls within what we could consider a PG to PG-13 film. Right. It's right. not that bad. But as always, I do recommend that uh, if you're going to let your kids watch it, go ahead and watch it first just to make yeah. sure. Mm-hmm. But you probably have, but you might want to refresh just in case. In yeah. Yeah. All right. So if there's nothing else, let's jump into our spoiler-filled section of the review. As always, if you haven't seen this film and plan to, uh, go ahead and pause the review for now and come back and listen to us after you've caught up. Otherwise, if you don't mind spoilers or if you've seen it, which is highly likely considering the age of most people who... Uh, who probably listened to our podcast, you've probably seen, heard this, seen it. You've at least seen a scene of it if you yes. have had cable television in the past 20 years. That's very true. I think TBS or USA shows an ad every, every year. year. <laughs> every 24 year. hours of a Christmas story. That's true. Look, I love this movie. I don't love it that much. <laughs> so welcome to our spoiler-filled section. Let's get started. So you mentioned before the recording that yeah. this is a very odd movie and it's it structure that's because whereas most movies use a three-act structure this doesn't no, <laughs> no. this is literally a series of segments mm-hmm. or, skits. Ha- or skits that actually form a story out of the creation much like say monty python on the holy grail yeah mm-hmm. so if you're not going into it looking f- if you're going into it looking for a standard movie you're not going to find that mm-hmm. that being said i read i understand where Ralphie's coming from in nearly every single scene. I especially love the narrator in yeah. this, which is actually the uh, the uh, the guy who wrote okay. all of this stuff yeah. that, that, the, that the movie's based on. I honestly thought it was Adam West. It does no, sound very similar to Adam West. It is West. Uh, it Gene Shepard, yeah. mm-hmm. and he... Uh, I think he had a radio show called In God We Trust, All Others Pay Taxes. Yeah, yeah. I saw that. And <laughs> but this y- is... That's what this comes from. In fact, you can actually... Buy the collection of stories on Audible right now. Not that we're sponsored. Not that we won't take money. Uh, <laughs> right. For, for, uh, you get to use your free credit when you get your Audible free membership. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. <laughs> but I didn't happen to notice it was on there. I didn't take it because I'm not going to waste my credit on only three hours of audio. That's true. That I probably already have heard. True. Probably. Um, yeah, I, like like Jacob said, it de- definitely kind of sounds like Adam West, and it has that campy mm-hmm, sort yeah. of vibe, which I think lends towards that. It's kind of fun. I wouldn't have been surprised if it had been Adam West, but it isn't. Right. Yeah. Uh, but it still has that fun <clears throat> sound. Very much Adam West. Right. I know it's not, but still. Um, the thing about this movie, and like you said, it's it's not that traditional three-part, uh, three uh, three-act story. Mm-hmm. Um the end is so different in that way because again we we go through the story and all the kid wants is that red river red 
Red Rider BB gun. Red Rider BB with gun. With a compass in the stock and this thing that tells time. Right. Yeah. Yes. And it which fun fact, the the Red Rider BB gun did not have that accessory until the movie, until they made it for the film. Well, they had the accessor- all those accessories, but yeah. never in the same package. Exactly. Right, right. Until, this, exactly. until this movie came out. Yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> so, you know, he wanted the BB gun, and when he finally gets it at the end, you know... Karma bites him in the butt, and he gets yes. shot in the face. So but he- at the same time, he'd been told the entire movie, you'll shoot your eye out, <laughs> yeah, kid. Exactly. Right. Well, he didn't. He didn't. He, he survived. The, his glasses saved him. Yeah. yeah. For and, until he stepped on them. But yeah. then, then we have that, done that. The thing that gets me in this is after that, we still have more to the movie. Yes. Yeah. Especially considering it felt so long to get there. I'm not mm. saying it was a long movie, yeah. but it feels like a very long and full story. Well, we get there and then we have another act, if you will, or mm. portion to the it, film. This movie takes place, at least in December, is my assumption, mm-hmm. uh, from the time when it's, you know, the Christmas stuff used to finally go mm-hmm. out nowadays yeah. they put it out in october right but um it goes from there and he's and of course it's his quest to get this bb gun uh and all the things that he goes through in the, that time period from writing a theme to mm-hmm. uh, he want for the bb gun and his uh his uh daydreams about how <laughs> right. all stuff Gosh, goes down. i love his daydreams i especially I like when i especially liked uh when he's fighting black bart with old blue right and mm-hmm. at the very end after black bart escapes all the all the criminals have the x's painted over their eyes just like in the comic books. <laughs> oh yeah it's absolutely that is funny apparently a deleted scene because they had a ton of deleted scenes apparently surprise no th- there was there was one where uh our main character is fighting with flash gordon <laughs> and be like that the, the, the red riders turn into a phaser gun and just all these amazing <laughs> things and we just like where are those scenes <laughs> i don't know how well that would actually fit in the movie yeah but well, i can see also, where you're coming from yeah also be like what's the character's name again ralphie ralphie thank you ralphie is just like his his imagination just like any mm-hmm. he's an 8 year old in this one or 8 or he's he was 12 the actor is but he's playing what age? Uh, he's Ooh, in I elementary school. Yeah. yeah, he's in elementary school That's kid. That's all I really know. They yeah. never actually say his age. They don't even say his brother's age, Randy. Yeah. So, yeah. other than he's Randy's old enough to go to school. Yeah. Yeah, we don't really know. Yeah, it's it's some you know somewhere along there, but he was like 12 when he was 11, 12 years old when he was in the film. Just the his overactive imagination where he just gets drawn mm-hmm. into that it's all about that red rider Gun, yes, <laughs> and I, those segments I loved it, even though they're bat nuts insane half the time. For the but most it's, part, it's his imagination. Oh, yeah, it's his imagination. You can't tell me when you were a kid, you didn't at least when something like that happened, you didn't imagine. Oh, how you think the situation would have turned oh, out? Oh, yeah, absolutely, we all did. Oh, yeah, yeah, and be like, it's what it, you do? Yeah, in that way, be like, I, I do, I do have a uh, an appreciation for that. Mm-hmm. At the same time, I'm like, okay, that's creative. That's creative. Silly as can be, goofy, but creative. Well, and again, I just wish we had more of them. Right. The thing about this movie is it's very much about the kid's perspective. Ralphie and his adventures and Ralphie and his experience. Mm -hmm. And we're getting to see 
uh, we're, we're getting that inside look into the mm-hmm. child's mind, which is pretty much what the whole story is about. It's about right. Ralphie trying. I mean, there's there's subplots with the parents and everything else. Yeah. Yes. But really, I mean, it's about Ralphie and his quest to get this gun yeah. and surviving Christmas. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, pretty much. Really, that's it. You know, getting to Christmas. Uh, dealing with all the the struggles of getting this gun, which he knows is not something his parents are going to want to get him, which he knows his mom. His mom, his mom yeah. never <laughs> thinks about asking his dad no. for it, <laughs> well, which is yeah. ironic. Yeah. yeah. And which, was, which was a very nice turn to the very end of the yeah. film. Oh, yes. When he gets it at the end, it's it's really well done and very believable because a lot of times yeah. that's the classic dynamic. Mm-hmm. The mom is very anti-gun, anti-anything that could mm-hmm. be dangerous. And the father's like, Worst thing that happens, I, I... I had I, one I as a kid. Injured. I survived. Right, yeah. you know. It'll teach him a lesson if he yes. gets hurt, you know. Yeah. He'll know better. Um, you know, just like the classic pocket knife or, or, mm-hmm. or learning guns in general. We're from mm-hmm. Texas, so yeah. it tends to be a little earlier than some places. Yeah. Um, but yeah, either way. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, we're looking at the story through his eyes. Yes. And that's why everything has this zany mm-hmm. uh, sort of uh, silliness to it. And again, the, the narration plays that perfectly it does even though it's in that older man's voice Mm -hmm. it does a great job of illustrating the child nature of the whole day well it's because we're we're looking back at his memories one of the cool things i think of is when you get to like say the where he where he's fighting or beating up scott scott yes (laughs) yeah he knows that's so good he knows he was well taking after his father with his wave of obscenities Right, <laughs> but he doesn't remember what any of the words are. Right, so he, not sure what it was. Frazzle, yes. frazzle, rock'em, frock'em, sick'em, suck'em, sick'em. Right, because half of right, half despite of, the fact we heard what his father said yeah. earlier. Right, yes. and half of uh, child uh, uh, cussing and stuff yeah. is is extra made up stuff or things that are modern at the time. Right. Yeah, but other but things, yes, there I are a few. Other things I can think of is uh, like after he's you know told his mom where he heard. That word oh, gosh. Being used. oh yeah. And he's got so and he and his mother puts the soap back in his mouth and she goes over to the phone and somehow we can hear from across the room. Yeah, yeah wow. All of that. I was like, oh wow. Especially when Flick starts getting beat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Poor yeah. Flick. Well, that's very uh period appropriate. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Actually it wasn't Flick, it was a uh, Schwartz. Sorry. Schwartz. Yeah, Schwartz. Yeah, Flick yeah. gets his gets beat up a lot in this movie. Right. Too. That is true. But that one was Schwartz. Yeah. Um, oh my gosh. <laughs> when this movie came out, obviously it was a very low budget film. It had be like like the fact to be like all the all the snow is laundry detergent. Yeah. It's all lunch for the most part. And then you have the the fact that you have, like, you have little like young kids cursing. And that's, mm-hmm. it had controversy. Oh my gosh, it was night 1983 when this movie came yeah. out. And people were like, what? These little kids are cursing? Kids never curse. Really? Uh, kids curse all the time. <laughs> exactly. That's actually where I learned all my language that I know that I try not to say. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I mean, they they have some people in here who've done some things. I mean, the mom, I think, is the the Mm -hmm. biggest star, I guess. Mm -hmm. And she's really just known for close encounters. Yeah. Yeah. And that, I think, she plays a woman whose son gets abducted. And, um, again, she won an Academy Award for that, I think. I'm not Mm -hmm. certain. Again, I haven't seen Close Encounters in forever. Right, (laughs) yeah. I think she's been nominated for other awards, but I think she only won one Academy Award. Mm. Um, 
But I mean, most of the people in this film are not people you would recognize or yeah. or know. I mean, I think Ralphie even we as far as modern uh, as far as most of us know him from this Iron Man and uh, yeah. and, oh, and Spider Man. Yeah, right. Iron Man. Same I guy. think I think that's that's it. And like, and I remember when the first time I learned that, it's like, oh wow, he did not age well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I and I. What's funny is I don't know if anyone recognized him in Iron Man. No. I think it was when we got to Spider-Man Homecoming. Yeah. Uh, was it Homecoming or the... I was, it was Far From Home. Far From Home. Spider-Man Far From Home. Uh, that's when everyone started looking it up because we see the actor build higher. Yeah. We actually start talking. And people are like, hey, this is that guy yeah, from Christmas boy. Story. So, yeah. you know. Also, the fact that like Bill, 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 Bill Billingsley... Am I saying that right? Billingsley. Billingsley. Bill Billingsley. I'm going to say it wrong. Uh, Ralphie. Ralphie. <laughs> Ralphie. Yeah. The, the actor who played Ralphie in this movie for Iron Man, he literally shaved that little bald spot. He shaved it. Yeah. I was right. going to say. I was I, like, dude, that's dedication. I did see a photo of him that didn't have the bald. Yeah. So I was wondering if that was mm-hmm. natural or if that no, was. he shaved it. He shaved it every day. Are you sure? Did you hear him say he shaved he it? Shaved or did it. he go. Uh, hair club for men or something no. after the fact. No, be like he he was be like I want this part, okay. and so he literally like they're like I oh. want to be yelled at by uh, what's his name? Can't think of it. I'm horrible <laughs> with names today. Uh, Warmonger. Warmonger. Yeah. <laughs> Obadiah Stane. I don't go. remember the actor's name. Um, it's the Bridges? dude. Bridges. Yes. Jeff Bridges. Jeff Bridges. Jeff Bridges. With a bunch of scraps. <laughs> yes. <laughs> One of them Bridges. <laughs> One of them Bridges. It got burned, or in this case, crumpled, <laughs> right after he yelled at Ralphie. <laughs> but just the fact that he had that kind of dedication, that he li- there's a clip in the uh, the uh, the feature the featurettes mm-hmm. where he's literally they shaving like all of this because his dedication to. So here's part. here's my question. Okay, this totally off topic from this, but okay. associated We've with been the off topic for a bit. But go so, ahead. Yeah, go here's for it. my question. Yes, if. <laughs> Did they know that role was going to turn into anything else at that time? Because I assume no. they had no idea. No, they this had is the no first idea. Film. So why did he want it so bad to be? He probably just wanted dude to- with a bald ring. I mean, why did he have to be bald? I mean, that's I don't my know. question. He was, he I was don't dedicated know. to it. <laughs> He, he wanted the role people, for some I guess reason. he just needed a step back into Hollywood. Maybe that's Maybe. it. Maybe. I don't this know. Would be fun. Or he's an Iron Man fan and needed a spot. Maybe. Okay, I'm just curious because the if, fact that he was willing to come back for Spider Man, I mean, yeah, yeah, shoot, that shows well, that's dedication. A big, that's a bigger role, though. Yeah, I mean, yeah. You know, I don't know why anyone would turn it down if they already played Dude Who Gets Yelled At by Jeff Bridges. <laughs> just, I mean, it's not a very big role. It's not not much beneficial. It's not like Hollywood's going to go. That guy is awesome. I saw that. You dude well, with the I horseshoe mean, hair. Whatever, you know. I mean, he is part of a meme that was going around for a long time. Sure, yeah. sure, but because he got yelled at by Jeff Bridges, right, right, <laughs> over a bunch of scraps. Yes, yes, yes exactly. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> back to the film. <laughs> yeah, that's what we need. Sound effects, right there. Yes, <laughs> transitionals. Um, One, the, the little. Thing from Batman where the, exactly. the symbol comes in and out. <laughs> exactly what I was playing in my head. And while one of the other hosts strobes for a second, just... <laughs> well, we wouldn't actually strobe lights. <laughs> Though that would be a great way to transition. Not only would yeah. we get the sound effect, we'd get Jake going... You just get ready to stand up there and just twist that one knob over and over again. <laughs> like, I hate you guys so much! 
Good hey, luck. just be glad I don't have the little moving lights on the Christmas tree over there. Oh, gosh. Because <laughs> I couldn't afford those. <laughs> oh, gosh. Yep. Poverty saved you again, Jacob. <laughs> <laughs> Saved that by bit, that next bit too much on the tree itself. Yeah. Moving on. <laughs> Moving on. Okay. Um. All right. So what do we need to touch on next? I guess really. <laughs> so, I got to get back into the movie. Yeah, I know. Right. So going going to your point of the the ending, you didn't like so much. What can you explain that a little more? Okay. So I mean, basically, it was just the structure because I wasn't yeah. expecting mm-hmm. all that. So you get to the what would feel like the end. Christmas morning. Yeah, right. He gets the Red Rider rifle from his dad. It's a big surprise at the end because we don't see it. We don't see it anywhere. Mm-hmm. They right. open all the presents. It is the climax, but then you get that. You get the. Bumpus hounds coming in and eating sure. all the turkey. <laughs> but yeah. at that point, everything feels like it's on the decline yeah. as well. And then we have this pointless go to uh, go to eat Chinese food yeah, right. on Christmas Day. It just kind of felt. I don't they, know. They I had to like tack something else on. Why exactly? I, I feel this, yeah. this is just a theory. Sure. My theory is is they because it's like we said earlier. This movie is not structured. Right. Like, right. It is literally. A series of skits. That means there is not a single moment that was probably written as the climax. Now, that being said, you get the Red Rider BB gun for Christmas, and that's what the story's been about. Right. It feels like to us that's what it is, but as the writer, maybe it's like, well, we got to finish what happened to Christmas Day because sure. getting that was fun and all, and the after effects of, you know, actually, you know, the actually shoot, uh, shooting his glasses off. Yeah. That's part of the story. It's like, well, everything was going good, and then this one last thing happened. Sure, and I, I think it would have been better structurally, and as far as making it a better movie, mm-hmm. if we had just ended with his glasses getting shot off and him going, oh my God, I nearly yeah. shot my eye out. Right. Something or like that. come in, get your, get cleaned up. Oh, you can go out and get your gun later right. while it's rotting out in and, snow. and fade <laughs> fade yeah. into black or whatever yeah. but you know and maybe do the the uh the the chinese food scene either earlier or later somehow i don't know or just take it out because i don't think it added anything to the film yeah right and uh, plus it was just it was a static shot and yeah and again i get because they're going from this is my experience and I, this is my story and yeah. he just wanted well, to write the whole story not looking at the ad not looking at, at the actual thing this is adapted sure. from I wonder if, just because of the way it's set, if there was more stuff planned for Christmas Day than sure. just get the BB gun. Yeah. Uh, and that's go also to the possible. Chinese restaurant. Maybe there might have been a couple other things that happened on that Christmas Day. Sure. Because it does end with him and Ralph and uh, Randy falling asleep with the thing they liked most for yeah. Christmas. Yeah. yeah. And it's just, that was the end of Christmas. Sure. And I, I mean... Because admittedly, it, you could have done that and left out the Chinese. Right, yeah. You could even left the Bumpus Hounds in there, and it would have been funny, even though that would have been a little bit tragic. Right, yeah. But I mean, some explanation. And in defense, we are literally getting the beginning of Christmas to the very end of Christmas. Right, right. Uh, and I'm, we are it, cramming 25 days into sure. an hour and a half. Right. right. And, and I mean, that makes sense. But again, it, as the viewer, it mm. does feel kind of like, okay, we've gotten everything done. And, and then, then we have this scene. scene. Yeah. yeah. And then, sure, it ends with the them laying there with their happiness. But right. uh, it, it does feel like, okay, we had to kind of go all the way back down to get there. Yeah. So. It, it, it's an odd choice. I will sure. grant you yeah, that. It does sure. dip a little bit. Uh, not that it's a bad movie. I'm not yeah. stating no. that. I'm just saying the timing of all that, it just kind of, it leaves 
an odd feeling mm-hmm. as opposed mm-hmm. to what I feel like was triumphant. And then even at the end, very heartfelt for that little yes. scene with this weird it does scene. Seem like we make a, it does seem like we make a weird little side trip and then come back in. Yeah, sure. But then there's so many of these side trips all throughout the movie mm-hmm. that you know are memorable, such as the leg lamp. Sure. Uh, oh gosh. Yeah. We can touch on <laughs> the that thing too. with Scott Farkas, the yeah. little orphan Annie secret decoder pin. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. All of those stuff. Those are those weird little die do's that the movie does. Sure. The story because it's almost, the movie is almost told stream of thought. Right. Right. And, but however, in most films where we get that sort of feeling, mm-hmm. we still get to the climax and then and, it slowly tapers off and that's it. Yeah. Right. But we don't get this weird sort of uh, scene that I, and again, I think it's fine overall because I think we do get those other scenes. Those make perfect sense. We see Mm -hmm. that kind of stuff. The side quests, if you will, Mm -hmm. the the different plot threads that are going throughout the whole film with one main thing being Mm -hmm. the red rider. If I could say that right in one take every time, great. The red rider BB gun. Um, You know, it's just kind of, it just has a weird feeling to it. That's all. And I think it's, while I get that maybe that's just the way it ended up, they didn't want to delete the scene. Maybe they wanted us to feel this, oh, look, much like everybody else's yeah. holidays, we often see bad things happen around Christmas anyway. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, it's not it's, always cookie it's, cut and clean. While it's nosta- very much a nostalgic look sure. back at his oh, childhood, yeah. it does. It still shows all the good and all the bad memories that happened. It just so happened this one... Uh, the dogs, the next door neighbor's dogs, somehow got in the house, ate up all the turkey, and then we had to go, we had to go to Plan B, which yeah. is good because we see more than the dogs as just that. Oh, they're outside. Why would they even be brought in the story? Right. Oh, look, we have a reason for them yeah, in the whole setup. story. So they're they're there for a reason, which is good structurally mm-hmm. too. But just just odd. That's all I'm yeah, saying. Yeah, it's very odd. Um, back to the leg lamp. That is oh, such <laughs> a weird... Having grown up not knowing the leg lamp... Right. Uh, except occasionally seeing, oh, look, there's a movie with a leg lamp. Yes. Yeah. Uh, what is that? Well, I, to me, it's just... it's Like we said, it's, it's a side story. Sure. Yeah. Um, it's not just that he w- wins a leg lamp and it's... He, for some reason, sets it in the front window of the house for all the world to see because, mm. joy, that wouldn't go off without a hitch, which is why the mother doesn't like it being there. Absolutely. And it's that it's that fight going back and forth. Sure. That yeah. is the actual story there. Right. It's a weird story to throw in there, but like we said, this is one of those, this movie goes side goes all over the place before it finally gets to where it's going. Right. right. But I, it works in that way. I feel like the leg lamp is essentially this... Okay, we're talking about people who obviously aren't well off. We're fighting a furnace constantly, and I'm not saying they're poor. We mentioned this earlier before Mm -hmm. the podcast, but they're probably lower middle class. Yeah. Okay, so they're constantly fighting a furnace. This is a big deal to uh, to the family. Uh, The dad's constantly doing that. He's called. I mean, uh, Ralphie refers to him as a professional, uh, pretty much in this aspect. Um, Well, he says my favorite part is when he's getting the spare tires. Says my dad's spare tires were tires. Technically, yeah, <laughs> they were round. They were filled with air, <laughs> right? So, I mean, we're talking about people who don't have much uh, going for them financially. Yeah. So, winning something as someone who spent a lot of time yeah, poor right. in their lives, winning something is often a big deal. Yeah. And right. especially after going through probably the depression is what we're assuming based right. on yes. all the the information we have. 
they've gone through the depression so he probably is glad to see something like that and it's a big deal that he won it right. it's a major award right. <laughs> you know exactly it's a big thing to him yeah now also it's this gaudy horrible lamp that the mother is like not in my house but i have to yeah uh she so what's up with it yeah and she puts up with it for a time until he's gone too far with it yeah. essentially yeah now i will say with the leg lamp two of my favorite bits of acting mm-hmm. are connected to the leg lamp stuff <laughs> The first is Ralphie when he first gets it because when, when oh yes, gets it, and they have to keep beating him away because he's feeling up the leg. <laughs> because again, we we don't know his exact age, but he's right, right but there. He's obviously yeah, old he's, enough that this is he's, he's he's on the preps. Right. Yeah. So yeah. you get that. It's like that's kind of funny. He's tr- they have to keep beating him off this thing. But my second one is when she, he's trying to reglue the leg after she broke it. Yeah. Yeah. And if you watch her. Every time he's away, she's trying her best not to laugh out loud. Yeah. And every time he turns over, she's like, serious? Like, I'm right. sorry, I didn't mean to break your lamp. He turns around, she's going. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. It's, it's vengeance so is mine. Hilarious. Yeah. Uh, though I can't blame her. It's no, I can't blame no, her no, at no, all. No, no, no. In my mind, it's like, you, okay, you won the leg lamp. You, you, you feel it's a major award. Don't display it in the front hallway. I'm sure you have a den or someplace where you can put it. Right. Put yeah. it out in the garage. Put it by the furnace. Yeah, yeah. Put it <laughs> by the furnace. <laughs> that's where you're at. Go down there. Yeah. That's yeah, it, it, enjoy, enjoy, your your, enjoy your leg there. Well, yes. and you know, uh, th- it's an interesting thing because we live in the modern era where the household tends to be the wife's domain, I guess, a little more than it used to be. Back in the day, men pretty much ruled the home, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Even though if the wife did everything, the men made decisions, and that's how it was. Right. Yeah. Nowadays, in the modern era, you know, 1980s and up for sure, yeah. I would say... Ironically, when the movie was filmed. Right. Yeah. Women have way more say in how a house is oh, decorated. Yeah. yeah. So... That's why it seems way more pungent, I think, to us. Yeah. Because we're like, oh my God, he's putting that ugly lamp in her house and she hates it. <laughs> and she's not saying a thing. Yeah. Not, yeah. not really doing it. Which is why she has to break it because there's no out. She yes. can't just be like, you can't put that there. Yeah. It's not an option, I guess, really then. So so I do want to bring this up because my second time viewing, I had the uh, the commentary on. Mm-hmm. And so it's, it's the director, it's the producer, it's the writer. And the main actor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so Ralphie. they, the Ralphie, they come to that scene and uh, the director comes up like, yeah, it's the, this whole idea. It's what he described the 19, it's the 19, early 1940s. And you're literally bringing pornography into the house. Yeah. 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 That's essentially what it is. That's essentially was, what it is. That's why Ralphie's feeling it up. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It, that was one of those things. I was, I, I didn't know if we were going to get to that. <laughs> I know my mind went there, but I didn't yeah. know if y'all were going to mention it. But yeah, we're talking about a very risque item. Uh, fishnet oh, yeah. stockings, essentially. Yeah. On a woman's leg. In public, yeah, not acceptable. And you know, think about think about the culture back then. It was the fact that you had, um, but like it was conf- it was a confront to the family, the for sure, the the the, the, the family dynamic. And it was the, the the father basically parading his yeah his his lust and fawning over it in front yeah, of yeah fawning everybody. over yeah. it exactly. I mean, yeah. look what kind of traffic jam he caused in the street. Oh yeah, because everyone's got to stop and look at this big it's like gorgeous what lamp. Is that? It's right. a major award. It's like you won this. Yes, I won that. It's a major award. <laughs> right, like. Because and he just didn't know what to do with it. I think was part of it, but he oh, liked it because it was free and he won it. And that's yeah, cool. true. But also be like, 
like like you said, be like you can put it anywhere else, but why would you put it in the window? Because he wants to show it off. Well, yeah. he, he wants to like the whole world to see, be like, look at this amazing thing that right. I, I'm craving after. In the mm-hmm. same time, be like the director does make a cameo in that scene. I, I don't ah. think I don't think it has anything to do with the lust factor. That's why yeah. he's showing it off. I think it has to do with the fact that he's so proud, prideful I, of I himself. Would agree with he, you is, on that. he is proud of it, but the reason she is so yes, against for it sure. is because it is the equivalent of. Putting it, p- posting a Playboy uh, poster in the front window. Yes, like, and what we love here, folks, and it's just hideous. Let's yes. just, that that is true. Those two factors for sure are so weighing the heavily. Other, the, my other favorite scene with that is when they get ready to go out and get the Christmas tree. She goes back in, it turns, turns off, off the, the lamp, 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 comes <laughs> and says, "Well, I don't want to waste electricity." And this camera zooms out, and every other light <laughs> in the house is on. Yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> So I, I I did want to bring up something real quick because I did mention Back to the Future. So there is a deleted scene from Back to the Future Part One or One, and uh, it's Doc Brown be like it's 1955, and Doc Brown from 55 is going through Doc Brown's of uh, the future's suitcase, mm-hmm. and so we get the scene where where um, uh, Marty dresses up the. Uh, uh, as Darth Vader, yeah. I mean, like he pulls the uh, the hair dryer out. Mm-hmm. We don't know where that's from, except for this deleted scene here. And so, I thought you were about to tell me he had this giant pink bunny suit. Now we're gonna go with the space suit. That, that's yeah, gonna no, be no, weird. No, 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 no. But uh, like, Doc, just Doc imagine Martin. George McFly looking at him and that get up and going, "You look like a deranged Easter Bunny." <laughs> yeah. No, but the, like the 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 reason I bring this up. Is because Doc is going through the underwear and he's like, that's like, I thought we would be through like disposable underwear at this point. And so he pulls out this Playboy. It's like, the future's already looking better already. I feel like I've seen that scene and I don't know if <laughs> you, I've you have, it. but you haven't seen the full scene yet. Okay. That, yeah. That's mm-hmm. only in the new Blu-ray. Okay. Where, I was going to say, when I saw it, I remember part of that being in there a long time, but it's been forever since yeah, I watched it. Yeah. So. You actually get the full scene. Okay. But what was what else was in there? Was it just the Playboy? Is that what you were talking about? It was it was the the hair dryer, mm-hmm, which mm-hmm. back in the fifties there was one hair dryer. Sure, uh, there was uh, Doc Brown's underwear because Doc Brown be like he had to have underwear because he allergic to all synthetics, apparently. Yeah, and then he had the Playboy. Okay, and then they went out to watch the uh, the the. Uh, the, the camera that was the camera he somehow hooked up to a 1950s television yeah well it's That's, doc brown he's an inventor he can i know it. but i still wonder about that <laughs> Anywho. it's science <laughs> right i guess if but either a, way, i guess I, if the camera had a coaxial out or they had the the converter with them mm-hmm. it could have worked anywho <laughs> yeah. back to christmas story yes christmas story i thought that'd be a very interesting segue from That's that interesting, scene for sure for sure um let's see what else um. Okay. So there's always Santa Claus. Oh yes. <laughs> Gosh, that that is the most creepiest Santa. But it's very one of the closest creepiest Santa. I, I, I will say, while it's very creepy, and there is something real about the whole. I'm not working past what was it nine? Nine. Or, yeah. Yes. But I like how as uh, as Ralphie's coming up there, you hear Santa's voice go from this. Hi, Chipper. It's like, right. what do you want for Christmas, little boy? And it gets to rough. Is what do you want for Christmas, little boy? Right. <laughs> it, but it, it gets deeper and darker. It's like intimidating because Ralphie's scared right. out of his mind. Right. Yeah. And he goes blank. It's yes. like, oh, a football. Yeah, football. What? Football. What's a football? <laughs> right. Yeah. No, I mean, you idiot. Don't, you don't want a football. <laughs> 
Yeah, I mean, it, it does a really good job of showing that childlike fear of yes. everything Yeah, uh, that's not familiar. Even though Santa is, he was so worked up about getting mm-hmm. to see him yeah. and then getting there and unfamiliar people and, and feeling rushed. And when yeah. he finally gets out, <laughs> yes. what he wants to say, even Santa Claus says, you'll shoot your eye out, kid. Fuck. Yeah. Like, and, you and the mouth just drops open and you're going... <laughs> No, not Santa. And I He's love on the- my side. <laughs> not she got mother got to him too. I love the boot in his face. Yeah. Yes, was, that was great. Ho, Push. Ho, ho. Oh, go on. Get out. <laughs> I was still thinking, I don't think I have ever seen a Santa's village that nice yeah. in my life. <laughs> that, that was so elaborate. A, that is a Walt Disney Santa village. Well, it yeah. was a major city. That you is know, true. You, we, we do live in a smaller <laughs> And, okay. Yeah. Also, also, admittedly, we don't we aren't we don't go to the equivalent of Macy's in the middle of downtown New York, right? For sure, that is true. Where they spend way too much money on this sort of stuff, right? We, which we, is the equivalent of what Higby's is. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's true. We we get like you know small mall, yeah, <laughs> Santas and mm-hmm. stuff like that. I was gonna say even. Yeah. I guess our biggest malls would be small malls yeah. because yeah, they actually reality. are mall, they're actually mall like malls as opposed yes, to a strip yes. center, a strip yeah. mall or whatever. You know, well, all, all our malls are from when malls were still new. That's true. yes, that's true, <laughs> and we're so, still surprised they're open. There's no double yeah. layers. No, not yet. In most of them, most if of you them. know where to look, you can see the remnants of Christmas decorations years past. Right. Well, you can't get rid of glitter, so <laughs> no, you, can't. No, you can't get rid of glitter. It's there forever. So, with that scene, obviously during the parade, you see Mickey Mouse, right? Yes. yes. I'm curious how we got so much Mickey Mouse and other Disney stuff in this movie. Okay. So I do know that at least in the 30s, yeah, Mickey and all of them would not been at, while they would have been big. It was most of that stuff was still being distributed by RKO. Which is, has a connection to MGM, who put out this movie. Well, but not that much by the time you get to the 80s when this movie would have been made. Yeah. Well, the the main reason they were able to get away with it, one, they were using Wizard of Oz characters that was, that was the Warner Brothers, yeah. so they can get away with that. Two, it was in a parade scene. But it, when they're at Higby's Toys at yeah. the very beginning of the movie, and they're looking at all the new toys that come out, you can look on the back wall and you see Snow White and all seven dwarfs. Yeah. How do they do that? <laughs> because it's, this was a long time ago, and Disney was much more friendly about letting people use. No, they weren't. No, they weren't. I don't know. They, they Have were you not, not. Heard all the crap that Disney had to go through just to get the Warner Brothers characters and Roger Rabbit. No yeah. idea. It oh, is crazy. It was a nightmare. I'm sure it was. So the the reason the reason maybe those, this was part of the deal. Well, no, it actually wasn't a deal. They they got away with it because it was in a natural setting. Because a, a parade is admittedly a, this is, was an open air situation. When this movie was made, it would have been long before you would have had you know uh, what do you call it um, where they they pay to have product placement. But long yeah, before product right. placement was as big a deal yeah. as it is now, right? And so Walt Disney apparently saw it as free advertising. Yeah, well, there is that. Well, and this movie was put out by MGM at the time. Yes. MGM was. The studio that MGM studio that uh, what's now Hollywood Studios, yeah, at Disney World. They, they did have, have a that agreement. deal going on, so that at least they were friendly with each other at the time. Yeah, yeah. so that could have been a factor yeah. too. Yeah, so yeah, that's why you have Disney characters but in an still, MGM film. It still looks weird. It does look weird. Well, I think it, it's appropriate for where we see it too. Yeah. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense, and it helps place it about when this took place because you only yeah. see. Mickey Mouse, although it's the wrong design, Mickey Mouse. Yeah, it's and, the 80s. <laughs> and the Snow White. So yeah. yeah. And the what? The Snow White. 
So oh, I thought you said snowite, and I'm like, what is a snowite? This sounds like something I would fight in D and D, not <laughs> beware the snowite or something in you know yes. He Man or Thundercats, you know. So anyway, um, let's see. What else do we need to touch on on this film? Um, uh, we've only kind of barely touched on Fudge. <laughs> yes, barely. the the cursing in this film. Let's just talk yes, about let's that. Let's get into that. I re- both the actual cuss words and the pseudo cuss words. I, yes. I, I really, I was. Because of the pseudo curse words and the the hiding some of it, yes. When he gets the uh, uh, the decoder or, or what is it? Uh, the, yeah, the oil orphan any decoder ring. Right. Yeah. So he gets he gets that and he's able to decipher the secret message. Yeah. yeah. And he finds out that it's literally just an advertisement for Ovaltine. Ovaltine. Don't uh, forget to drink your Ovaltine. And Ovaltine? he's a crummy commercial. <laughs> this bullshit. Uh, so anyway, he does that. He gets mad and he cusses, and I was like, it was a little off-putting, I, yeah. In, a, yeah, in a good way. Like it fit. I appreciated right. that, but I was surprised that he actually said it. Yeah. Um, well, there's other parts where throughout the film, like these kids actually do curse. Sure, right. sure. And that's but what made it know, somewhat controversial. But the strange thing is, exception of like twice that you actually hear the father cursing. Mm-hmm. Most of the time, it's only the kids cursing. Right. That is true. Right. All the curse words that the adults say, except for those two times. Mm-hmm. It's all this kind of fake, subtle cursing. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's like, it's not cursing, but yet it is. Yeah. Um, yeah, for sure. Anywho. Yeah. Anywho. Uh, were Anywho. you going to talk about fudge? Yes, fudge. Yes. Uh, it's gooey. That scene is one of the most memorable yes, scenes in the agreed. entire movie. To the point where, well, when I watched this last night, you know, me and Jacob tend to throw do that little game where we post a picture from the movie and say, hey, what movie are we watching? Yeah. Right. I couldn't find one for for this movie because I kept thinking, no, that's too easy. Mm-hmm. No, that's entirely too easy. <laughs> I was go- I nearly posted the, a picture of just the hubcap spinning in the air <laughs> and say, hey, what movie am I watching? Because this is about as obscure as I'm going to get in this movie. Yeah. yeah. I didn't even hide it. It was just more... Hey, be like, yeah. I'm watching this film. Yes. What do you I think? Was, I was trying to hide it. Yeah. yeah. That's the fun part. Sometimes yeah. Jacob hides it pretty well. And sometimes it's like, it's yeah, like, kind of obvious. It's like, oh, look, you're watching Batman. How can I tell? Because well, it's there's, Batman. Uh, what's his face? <laughs> I don't know which one. This <laughs> I don't know which There's a lot face. of watches. Does he have one face or two faces? Oh, yeah, there could be not, two faces. Not that two face. It's like, yeah. oh, look, there's Jim Carrey with red hair. <laughs> Wow! Yeah, and a green onesie, great. <laughs> yep, it and was it, the nineties. It was entertaining. Yes, it, it was. You never would have thought Frank Gorshin was a better, had a better Riddler than that. <laughs> well, anyway, yeah. Um, but yeah, so I mean, they do have a lot of interesting scenes, and the the play with curse words yes. creates interesting dynamics in this film. Uh, and they do a good job, I think, of keeping the curse words yes. under wraps a little bit. Yeah, because of that, which keeps yes. it kid friendly. Um, Whiskers. But at the same time, you know exactly what he says. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, fudge. and most kids know. Only I didn't say fudge. fudge. I said the queen mother of all dirty words. The f dash 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 words. It's like I still laugh my head off in that scene. Yeah, I love the the scene with the soap following. Yes, yes I uh, I've been there. I have, I have had my mouth. I don't think I ever I, ate I never soap did. I don't or had think to I hold, did. Yeah, I don't we think I did dove, either. Not Life Boy. Yeah. Which, after watching this movie, I'm glad I didn't have Life Boy. <laughs> yeah, we had Ivory. That was yeah. it for a long, long time. Um, 
But yeah, we didn't we didn't do soap in the mouth. I think we just, we, just we, got popped. We in just the mouth. we got a little of that, or we got this, lots of spankings. But yes. Um, but then I love how after she sends them off, she to tastes bed, it. She tastes it's like. Yeah, what does this taste like? And then she nearly throws up. Yeah, it's like, yeah, that's horrible. Yeah, yeah. Like, there's a reason we do. Perhaps that. we should have gotten a different brand so, of soap. Should have used palm olive. Apparently, it has a nice, fresh aftertaste. <laughs> so uh, this was before the days of the green apple soap and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah. So it didn't taste like food. Well, <laughs> just I would doubt those taste like food. I know but anyway, they don't. Yeah. But it's not a flavor. You might go. Oh, this is kind of nice. It's like, yeah, yeah I, I might have this on my. I might have this on top of my meal someday. <laughs> Not quite there. <laughs> Not quite there. <laughs> but, you know, a step away from some drinks I'm sure I've tried. Went, oh, yeah. Ah, that oh. was bad. Yeah, that was bad. That might have been it's soap. It's like, man, this tastes like soap. Maybe they didn't wash the glass. Maybe they just used the wrong flavoring. I don't know. I <laughs> don't there. know. Don't care. I'm going back to where I know I'm supposed to be. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> been there. Yeah. Um, okay, so before we do the star rating, do you think there's anything else we need to touch on here? I can't think of anything. We've pretty Indeed. much touched every scene. Okay. All right. I, I think we stuck our tongue to every frozen pole. Yeah, yes. we didn't mention the pole. So, no, but we there didn't. we that, go. We have now. Yeah, we have now. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. So who wants to start? Let's do our uh, star rating of this. I'm giving it four and a half stars. I know you're sitting there going, <laughs> why didn't you give it five? You like this movie. Why didn't you give it five? Well... As much as I love this movie, I may have watched it too many times. <laughs> that happens. Because I've watched it so much, I still go, it's like, well, that scene could have been done better. That could have been... The, the love I have for it is like, it, start, it almost gets... It's to the point where the movie's getting stale for me. Mm-hmm. So if you've not watched it 100,000 times like I have, <laughs> still go watch this movie. I still think it's an excellent movie. Sure. And that's why I give it four and a half stars. It's just getting a little stale for me after so many years. So yeah. I dock it a point for that it's not quite as what's the word i'm looking for um doesn't quite have as much the rewatchability as i'd like okay um i will give the film a four okay i'll give it a four um my first viewing i wasn't the biggest fan of it but with the second viewing i have a lot more understanding of the film understanding definitely when having the commentary playing Paying attention, paying attention mm-hmm. to the film, obviously, <laughs> and actually watching the movie. <laughs> that does, that yeah, does help. that's that's true. That's true. Because admittedly, this is a movie you can't just look away for a couple minutes and come back and know what's going on. That is it, true. It wasn't because made it during have a structure. It wasn't exactly. made during the era of cell phones either. So. That exactly, that is true. <laughs> you were intended to watch the film. Yeah. yeah, that is very true. Anyway, but your four stars, my four stars. Uh, I enjoyed it. Now, granted, it's not going to be my most favorite. Oh my gosh, the most epic of. Uh, the highest on Mount Olympus Christmas movies ever. I don't know what that movie is yet, but no, I have a couple that are higher than this. It's it's pretty good. I mean, there's Die Hard, and I mean, there's the Santa Claus, and there's a lot of those. So yeah, mm-hmm. yeah Christmas there's a lot Vacation, of... Up Christmas Carol. That is good, true. Which that's Claus getting that's going to get better next year. Yeah, Die Hard too. Die Harder. <laughs> Die yeah. Harder, yeah. Lethal Weapon, Iron Man Three, Iron Man Three. I don't know. Iron Batman Man 3 Returns, kind of, yeah, definitely Batman Returns. Deadpool, yeah, technically <laughs> is, is there, it, it covers a lot of different holidays. I, so I agree with you. Yes, I've, I've heard story. one person say, "Oh, it's a Christmas story." No. What you know? Most definitely, yeah. It only, deals only the PG cut of Deadpool Two. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so yes, four star. 
four, four stars. stars. Okay. All right, I'm going to give it three and a half, and I feel like that's about as high as I can go, and probably about as low as I could go. So we're going to go four and a half, three and a half. Sorry, I'm not stealing four. Stealing my line. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> not intentionally. I'm going to go with three and a half because that's where it's at. Um, I like. I enjoyed it well enough. I wouldn't say I love the film, but it's not bad. It does have some quirks to it. But those don't really make it a bad film in any way. Mm-hmm. Um, I think this is an above average film. I think it tells the story it's trying to tell, even if we get a lot of stuff that doesn't uh, quite seem to need to be there. But it isn't a long film, so it's not like they shoved so much in there just, uh, you know, that that doesn't fit. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's good enough, like I said. I think the cast is good enough for what they were trying to do. I think they all portray the role that it that makes sense here they're playing the the family of this kid and i i don't think it's any in any way complicated it's just a fun happy kind of back and forth happy i guess but uh you know story of some kids experience around christmas and it does a good job telling that and it can be a little heartwarming and it's it's there's there's some really good things to it uh i wouldn't call it amazing because again it does have some depressing elements Mm -hmm. um but, you know, it's a good story. It's a Christmas story, if you will. Yeah. Indeed. Indeed. Uh, good so, segue. Yeah, that's it. Um, so if we don't have anything else, that's our review of A Christmas Story from 1983. Well, fudge. We're finally through. Only he didn't say fudge. He said the queen mother of all dirty words. <laughs> the F dash 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 word. You've been listening to the Movie of the Week podcast. If you'd like to follow Jim, you can find me at on Facebook and Twitter as Passive Creative, or on Instagram as Passive Creator. This is Drew, and you can follow me on my photo bin on Facebook. It's at Drew's Photo Bin. Uh, you can follow me on Letterboxd at GGeorge759, where I try to leave a review of every single movie we review. And then you can also follow me on Twitter at GGeorge759. You can find Jacob on Facebook at... Jacob's Daily Art Corner, where I try to draw each and every day. You can also find me on Twitter at Jacob B. Heron. You can also listen to our sibling show that Jacob and I are on at thecellcast.podbean.com, where we review animated movies. You can also listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play Podcasts, or wherever fine podcasts are sold. Please remember the opinions expressed in this podcast are for entertainment purposes and are those of the creators alone. At the end of the day, the only opinion that matters on whether or not you should watch a movie or whether you enjoy it is your own. As always, thank you for listening to the Movie of the Week podcast.